two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. We have so much going on in D.C. these days between fire alarms, carjackings, and now a fight to oust the speaker. It's hard to know where to start, but fortunately today we have New York GOP Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis representing New York's 11th Congressional District here with us today to break it all down. Congresswoman, welcome. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful you're here. First, before we get into any of the other stuff happening in D.C., because I know our listeners are really curious as to what you think about the fire alarm incident. So just like to to recap this, Democratic Congressman Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm. It seemed to the rest of the outside world that he was trying to delay a, a proceeding, but he is claiming It was a Saturday. He pulled the fire alarm because he thought that might open the door. I've never in my life thought that that red button on the wall was something that I should pull down to open a door. That was that's never been the case. So what's your take on this? Look, this is somebody who is a former school principal. He knows very well what a fire alarm is. And he also knows the consequences of pulling that fire alarm. And in his school where he was principal, it would end up with uh, either suspension or expulsion. And uh, the other thing that doesn't make sense about his story was that the motion to adjourn by the Democrats happened at 11.59. At 12.05 is when he pulled the alarm. And then he said he was in a rush to go vote. That's his justification. Uh, But he didn't vote for another hour. And so it really, there's a lot of holes in his story. Uh, And look, Capitol Police are currently investigating. Their report should be out uh, shortly. Um, I believe that they will uh, get us the truth, but uh, there's no way that he was uh, simply trying to pull the fire alarm to go vote. And all the facts uh, show that that's that's the case. Well, and and to be honest, those facts are not things that we're hearing on the mainstream media. You hear 
AOC coming out and saying, oh, this was no big deal. The Republicans are making a big deal out of this. But but to be honest, I think there are a lot of people, especially on the Republican side, that feel that this is a big deal because we have a lot of people who have been prosecuted and put in jail for less than this. I mean, this was you. Everybody knows you don't do this. You're calling the whole fire department to Congress. Everybody has to evacuate the building. I mean, this did delay and or it could have delayed an official proceeding. So why isn't this being taken more seriously by Democrats? Well, look, the Democrats are the party of lawlessness. That's number one, right? This is the same party that is allowing massive illegal immigration. It is the same party that uh, in states like New York, they keep releasing dangerous criminals back onto the streets with radical bail laws in place. Uh, This is the party that is always uh, making excuses for people who do the wrong thing. You're right, though, it's only when it's a Republican that does something uh, like President Trump, for example, then all of a sudden no one is above the law. And that's that's what really gets me about hearing, it, uh, like, for example, Letitia James, my attorney general in New York uh, this week, saying no one is above the law. But yet Tish James is part of a state where they are releasing drug dealers and drug traffickers and people who are committing violent crimes and robberies and burglaries over and over. I wish you would take that much Um, effort into actually putting these real bad guys who have victims behind bars. Um, So that's number one. And and AOC is always going to defend her squad. And in in some ways, you got to actually admire the way the Democratic Party sticks together. If only the Republicans would do the same, we can get we can get a lot done. But I think you're absolutely right. Uh, This needs to be taken seriously. That's why I introduced a a resolution to expel Bowman, just like he would be expelled if it was a student in his high school. Um, And it needs to be taken seriously. And I do believe that there would be and there should be criminal charges. Right. It is a violation of D.C. uh, code to pull the fire alarm. And then on top of that, it is a violation of federal law. It's a felony if you are interrupting government proceedings. Absolutely. Well, you talk about lawlessness. You talk about the Democrats being the party of lawlessness. This week, we're just seeing that in D.C., Congressman Henry Cuellar was carjacked at gunpoint. This is I mean, that's just pretty serious. We keep hearing about carjackings. I think it hits home when it's someone that you actually go, OK, I, I somewhat know this guy. You know, he's a congressman. Even if I don't know, even if I haven't heard his name on the news, I understand that having a, a congressman carjacked at gunpoint coming out of his apartment building is pretty serious. This is just coming after we had Congresswoman Angie Craig, who was assaulted in her apartment complex in Washington, D.C. What is the answer to keeping Washington, D.C. safe? How can our capital be this lawless? Yeah, you know, it, it is it is really the, the same problem we're seeing in New York. You have one party Democratic rule. Uh, in this case, uh, the, the D- D.C. Council implemented a number of policies that put criminals first. Uh, in fact, we took action earlier this year to overturn one of those uh, policies that would have um, basically cut short sentencing for individuals who commit crime. Sadly, Democrats, uh, well, some voted with us, thankfully, and others chose not to. Uh, but we did get it passed and the Senate got it passed. And actually, it was it, we were able to overturn it because, as you know, Congress has jurisdiction uh, over Washington, D.C. We're able to make those changes and override the D.C. Council. Um, you know, it, it is sad. Again, these are these are cities and states that are in one party rule where we're seeing these ludicrous policies that put criminals before law abiding citizens. And, you know, you could look at it either at the local level 
Or you could look at it at the federal level. Right now, uh, we have a president who's putting illegal immigrants above those who are legal immigrants. As a matter of fact, if you apply for asylum, they're taking the last 21 days, the people who've come through the southern border first, and then they're backtracking to the person who's been waiting years in the system who can't get a court date now and is being delayed because of this last in first out system that is is prioritizing those who have illegally crossed into our country. Um, So wait, they're getting court dates? They're getting court dates to have their cases heard before the people who've come legally and have been waiting in line and been stuck in bureaucracy. In fact, I had somebody, this is important for people to know, I had somebody who had work authorization, it ended, went to renew it, and he was told, you have to wait 16 months because there's a backlog, because they're prioritizing these individuals who are legally crossing the border first. But it goes... it, 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 it's a it's a whole thing, uh, I guess, a, a, a systemic problem within the Democratic Party. They want to reward bad behavior. New York City, right. if you're here, uh, if you're here illegally, you get work authorization and you reside in New York City for just 30 days. You can register to vote in municipal elections. Um, not yet, because we've actually sued to stop it and we won in court to stop it. Mayor Adams is appealing that decision but just goes to show you how they want to continually reward people um, and put put those who are citizens of other countries before our own citizens, those who are committing crimes, criminals before law-abiding individuals. And it's really a a major problem just within the Democratic Party. I hope people are starting to recognize it. I think people need to know that you come from a place of knowledge for, for this situation because you are the daughter of two legal immigrants. This is not a situation where you're speaking and you have no understanding of this, but you have your parents went through this process. What's it like now to see all of these people coming into New York City? I know that you've actually had calls to have Staten Island secede and self-govern because of this very situation and because of, of lawlessness in general that you've spoken about. But I mean, you go to to New York now and it is just overrun. And it's funny because I was there last week and I had a woman say to me, this is so outrageous that they're bringing them to New York City when there is so much extra land in Texas. They need to be staying in Texas. And I thought, you're not, you're still not getting it. I mean, give me a break. So now we have New York City that is overrun. But di- I mean, didn't New York City ask for this? What about the sanctuary city status? Well, yeah, for those who feel that illegal immigration is okay, as long as it doesn't come to my state, it, they're completely misguided. Uh, this is a problem that affects the entire country. Uh, and you can't force people, by the way, to stay in one state, right? They're going to they're gonna eventually, get, you can't have 7 million people stay in just one state. They're going to eventually go into other states. And that's exactly what right. has occurred. Now, that's why I feel bad for my constituents, because my constituents, Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn, did not support this mayor. We did not support our governor. We did not support this president. And yet we're being subjected to these policies. Um, my constituents want our borders to be secure. My constituents don't want this sanctuary policy that has gone so far under since Bill de Blasio, right? Bill de Blasio came in and actually said, if you commit a crime, we're even going to protect you. So now we have individuals who are here. Uh, the city will not comply with any federal detainer requests for, for criminals, hardened criminals that the federal government, the Biden administration is trying to remove these people because they're dangerous. So, and, and they still won't comply with it. They've kicked immigration crazy. and customs enforcement out of Rikers Island. And right now, the only people that go to Rikers because of the, the lax law that they put in place, 
murderers, rapists. Like, these are hardened criminals that are in Rikers Island. They kicked immigration officials out of there to deport those criminals. Um, and then on top of it, we've had dozens of individuals who commit crimes in the migrant shelters, and they're being shielded. So the taxpayer is actually paying to allow these criminals to still continue to live in a luxury uh, hotel because the city will not comply with any um, any any deportation uh, of, of of even criminals, right? Even those who are here and violent towards others. You know, people who there was a guy who assaulted a police officer. There's been a number of domestic violence incidents. Actually, after AOC and the squad were at the Roosevelt Hotel shelter, just hour later, um, they there was a stabbing that took place there. Uh, where's that individual now? I bet you he's still in the hotel, and the taxpayers are paying for him to be uh, clothed and clothed and fed here, and and living in that luxury hotel room. So it, that's what adds insult to injury. It's bad enough that we're not enforcing our immigration laws, and the taxpayers being forced to pay billions of dollars to house these individuals, and then seeing city services slashed across the board. But then they're actually protecting people who are here committing violent crimes. Are, in your district, are you experiencing any of the schools where they're getting an influx of migrant kids who aren't speaking English? Because I know that's been a real issue in the New York City area. Yeah, look, uh, and, and, and it, it's, it, had, it has been an issue, right, over the years, not even just now, because we are a sanctuary city. Uh, and and the and the the real issue really has now become that it's it's uh, people are aware of of how expensive this is becoming for the taxpayer, how much it is impacting. You know, those are resources that are being taken away from taxpaying families' children's to put elsewhere. Um, our healthcare system inundated. Uh, our emergency rooms are are busier than usual. Um, these are things that now people are starting to see that, you know, there's an impact. There's a, there's a financial cost to this. Now, I will say this, as you mentioned before, I'm the daughter of immigrants. I, I have a community that is mostly immigrants. We, we, we either, if they're not the children of immigrants, they're immigrants themselves, or at least the grandchildren. Uh, but the immigrant communities, right, are the ones who are most upset by this illegal immigration, they are the ones who are most offended because they sacrifice so much to come to this country. They never asked for anything except for an opportunity. Uh, and no one ever paid for their housing. No one ever gave them free college tuition. Nobody, nobody did anything for them. They came with $50 in their pocket, you know, and they just worked real hard and only asked for that opportunity. And what they see this type of lawlessness occurring, there's no order at the border. There's, uh, they're being asked to, you know, give more in terms of tax dollars to support others. They are very upset. And I will tell you, I have a very diverse district and it's across the board. Uh, and I, I have found that the people who are the immigrants are the ones who are most upset by what they're seeing. Mm, yeah, they did it the right way. They followed the rules. Their kids got the vaccinations they needed to go to school. And that's why they're upset. I mean, we hear that from parents right now. Hey, wait a minute. They, they didn't even go through the same process that every other American kid is going through. If you want to be here, follow the rules at least. And that's not required. I know that's been a real frustration. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I just want to say we are recording this on Tuesday, and right now this vote is going on. I know that for those of you listening, it's already Wednesday. So you are headed into a vote this afternoon for the speaker because Matt Gates has come in and he said he wants to force the, the vote on the speaker to, to get Kevin McCarthy out of that position. I think that you are able to give us inside baseball. No one else is because I know a lot of our listeners will say, hey, I, I support McCarthy. Hey, I support Gates. Tell us from your perspective, what exactly is going on and and what you think the right move is. So I really don't understand why Matt Gates is doing this, right? He says he wants to shake up the system. Um, I, I will submit that Speaker McCarthy from his very first day made commitments to the entire conference that he was not going to run the place the way Nancy Pelosi did. And he kept that commitment. We are now able to have single subject bills, no more of these crazy omnibus packages that are thousands of pages that spend trillions of dollars. He brings up single subject bills. We have three days to read them. The days of reading, you know, passing the bill to find out what's in it are over. Uh, he has been working in such a good faith with everyone to try to bring some reforms that were desperately needed. Um, the other day, last week, we the conservative uh, package that we put forward on the House, which was our best option to keep the government open but also ensure that we were cutting excessive wasteful spending. It was about a 25 to 30% across the board cut of non-defense discretionary funding. It also was tied to HR2, which is our number one priority, the Border Security Act. Um, that tanked, and it was killed because Matt Gates chose to, and his group, chose to vote against it. That was a very um, sad moment for the Republicans because we, we all agreed that we want 12 separate appropriation bills. We had completed four out of the 12. The Senate has done none. Um, and we wanted to continue to do the other, uh, eight others. 
But we didn't want to shut the government in the meantime. We felt we had a stronger position if we were able to keep the government open under our terms and then move forward with the next 40 days to complete the eight uh, bills. Uh, somehow, you know, Matt feels differently. He feels that we, we could have somehow done those eight bills within 24 hours. Uh, that just was not possible. Um, so we needed that extension. Fast forward, I thought the speaker, if, if he wanted to govern and, and not shut down uh, the government, he had no choice but then to then speak, put something on the floor that just did a, a, a clean extension for 45 days uh, and see where it fell, you know, where it landed. And, and it would be, you know, everyone can vote their district and Republicans, and Democrats, and we'll see what happens. It passed. The government stayed open. Um, but now the, the next 42 days should really be focused on getting those remaining eight appropriation bills passed. By siding with Democrats and the Socialist Squad to, to get rid of McCarthy, I think that doesn't serve anybody. What we're doing is, 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 is making sure that, that we can't function for the next 40 days. We, if we can't elect a speaker, we can't function. Uh, we can't do our business, the appropriations process. All of these things just come to a halt. And so I think it's misguided to do this at this time instead of working together as a team Sticking together, passing out remaining eight appropriation bills, send them all to the Senate, and then that's the fight that we want to have. It should be with the Senate Democrats, not with each other. So I think this jeopardizes our quest to get border security, to get uh, some fiscal responsibility across the board cuts that we've been pushing for. Uh, I think it's a bad move, and, and quite frankly, I think the Republican Party is going to pay for it uh, if this is the route that ends up being taken. I think we've seen uh, some already some of the division in the Republican Party causing problems come election time. And I think people need to remember that when you are in Congress, you've got two years. It's two years before you're going into reelection. And so this idea that we're going to have this constant back and forth and threatening the speaker throughout the two years, it does seem to be delaying things and just causing more problems than than what uh, voters want. I, th I think that's the key that you're saying. Do voters like this? Yeah, look, I think the voters want to see us get the job done. They want to see us secure the border. They want to see us uh, force energy independence down the Senate's throat. They want to make sure that we are uh, getting rid of some of the wasteful spending that has allowed agencies to be weaponized against the American people. That's what we should be collectively focused on. Speaker McCarthy committed to work us work with us through this process, and we are doing it. Um, we just need to get the job done. I, if, if, if we don't win something in this appropriations process, specifically on border security, I think that's going to be a tough sell to the American people. I think I think mm -hmm. you know we we came here with a commitment, and we need to use our leverage to go after the Democrats, not each other. And so I think siding with you know who's happy about this? Of course, uh, AOC is. The other day, she said, "Absolutely, she'll vote to vacate." I and mean, wh why? Why work with the socialist members to derail our conference and our speaker? Yeah, I think oftentimes we have to remember that this is bigger than one man. This is about getting things that are critical to the national security of our country. And and when you talk about the border, I mean, we've just recently talked to a mom 
who lost her son to a fentanyl overdose. And all of these things are critical to not only our livelihoods, but our lives. And it is just critical that these things happen. So I think that when people say, hey, these shenanigans need to stop and folks get upset about it, we have to understand that we all should have a common goal to get some of these things passed. And and so I appreciate the fact that you're out there. I know we're, we usually go a little bit longer than this, but I know you've got to run because you've got the, all of this going on. It's a very hectic day out there in Washington, DC. But I do really appreciate having you on today. I really appreciate your perspective. And I appreciate the fact that you were willing to cover so much ground with us in a short period of time. Well, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to to seeing you guys again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast. For this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time. Have a blessed day. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to fourpatriots.com/tutor to get your solar generator. Now you'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.